Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, away we go. Good morning on this Tuesday. Bill Ryder with you in Los Angeles, California. Tom DeCelestino is the executive producer in New York City. Andrew Bogus will be with us in 20 or 30 minutes to hang out and talk little headlines and other things. We've got our buddy Joe Theismann on the program about an hour from now. That's exciting. Looking forward to that. We're going to do, this is one of my favorite segments that we do every year after the, the start of week one of the NFL, and I forgot about it, but D-Cell, mine like a, an iron trap, which doesn't even make, I guess it does make sense. It traps the information in there in the iron. Remembered, NFL overreactions. Oh, man, we got some takeaways for you. We got some dumb hot, they're just dumb hot takes that aren't true, but they make me laugh, and I've seen some of them actually out there in the world. Let's go. It's about 30 or 40 minutes from now. We will get into Tom Brady, who sounds a little world-weary. Sounds over it. Has a pretty interesting clip from his media availability, talking to the press, about the bangs and bruises and difficulties of football at his age. It, It sounds like, though, it could be a metaphor for marriage. It does. I'm just saying... We'll play that for you in about 15 or 20 minutes. We've got a great buy or sell coming up in an hour and 20 minutes. And I asked Diesel this morning, like, what are you going to put in buy or sell? And there's some, there's some Dak Prescott news with, with the, the, the injured thumb. Maybe he'll come back a little early. On the other hand, Jerry Jones is the person saying this, so it's probably not true. So we've got to balance that. We've got Dodgers actually make the playoffs. But Diesel got really excited because the first thing he said to me when I called him this morning was, Soccer! Apparently it's Champions League today. By apparently, I mean I can't wait. So we'll even sneak that in there a little bit. You can call us at 855-212-4CBS. We are, by the way, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home, and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. And you can hit us on Twitter, at DCLCBS for, for Tommy, at SportsWriter, Sports R-E-I-T-E-R for me. Uh, many of you have been calling in lately and not coming on the air, and that's fine. But don't be shy. If you just want to call in and say hi to Tom, like a few of you have been doing, a few of you from Green Bay and Milwaukee the last few days, 
212 for CBS. Hey, rest of the world, don't let Wisconsin beat you on this. You can call Tom and say hi or be on the air. Phone number. He'll answer the phone. You can just tell him about your life, what you want for dinner that night. He likes to listen. He's a good listener. He loves it. 855-212-4CBS. Maybe you're in Denver and you want to call and you want to lean in to the turmoil and the frustration and the anger and the disappointment and the shock of your Denver Broncos in a really tough division where you can't lose games. You just can't. Going up to a Seattle team that we expected to be bad. In that Russell Wilson return game, revenge game, and your Denver Broncos, Denver, fine folks of Colorado, and Western Kansas, by the way, Diesel, watching as Seattle in dramatic fashion steals, wins that game. Shocks the world 17-16. Russell Wilson was meh. It's fine. Geno Smith was excellent. That Seattle defense was fantastic. New head coach of the Denver Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, looked a little over his skis, but not in the sense that he can't ski, just in the sense he needs to go down a few more hills. And we even had a controversy at the end of the game. Fourth and five. Seattle's got a chance to win the game. Denver's got the ball. Russell Wilson has the ball in his hands. Or the option of a 64-yard field goal attempt. Would have been one of the longest NFL history. The gentleman who would have been and was tasked with taking it, Brandon McManus, was one for eight in his career of field goal attempts in that range. And the rookie head coach, Mr. Hackett, the gentleman we referred to who's still got to learn to ski a little bit in that analogy, goes for the field goal. It is missed by McManus by about, I don't know, a yard just left. I thought it was in actually when it when it, when, it, when he made when he when he when he put it up. Until the officials did the hell no, Seattle shocked the world. And all the things that are going to be talked about today, and I get it. Is Russell Wilson not the guy that he that he should be? Is Denver not good enough to compete in the AFC West? Is Seattle better than we thought they were? Is Geno Smith, who by the way, I, I know a little bit from his college days. By a little bit, I mean I covered a little bit. I don't know him. And from those experiences to just his comments, is a class act. Geno Smith, maybe maybe the guy can, can handle it. And the big one, right? What has Russell Wilson done? Watch out what you wish for. Uh-oh. It's all an overreaction. Everything's going to be fine in Denver. What you saw last night was absolutely a statistical anomaly. And it was fueled by emotion. It was fueled by passion. It was fueled by that great fuel of sports endeavors and other endeavors, revenge. I love the expression that revenge is a dish best served cold. I love the expression that the best revenge is massive success. That's Frank Sinatra. But the fact is in the National Football League, you can't have massive success in week one. And sometimes revenge is actually best just served the minute your opponent faces you. And, and that's what Seattle got. Push for, I'm not sure Geno Smith is the guy who was good, was efficient, was 23 for 28, almost 200 yards passing, a couple touchdowns, passes, m- m- had that really nice scramble up the middle where right at the line of scrimmage, flicked the ball for a huge touchdown, did not turn the ball over. He looked good. And Seattle's offense, I mean, let's give him credit. I'm not trying to take anything away. They were 6 of 11 on third down. But it's all a statistical anomaly. 
and fueled in part by a rookie head coach maybe making a mistake. I actually don't mind Hackett going for the field goal. I watched that game. You probably did too. And Russell Wilson was off a little bit. He was forcing the football a little bit. Now, the stats will tell you that he should have had the chance to go for it. And maybe the narrative, more importantly, will tell you that he should have kept the ball in his hands. In his career, and this is where we're going to get into the fact that, yes, it's a loss. Yes, it's a bad one. Yes, Seattle's undefeated. Yes, Denver, I think, is going to be in a dogfight for playoff spots because the Raiders are good. We saw that against the Chargers. Because the Chargers are good, we saw that when they beat the Raiders in that really good opening game between those AFC West rivals. And because I told you, I still think the Chiefs are going to win 14 or 15 games, and they blew the doors off the Arizona Cardinals. It's not an easy division. The loss matters. I get it. But here's why I think it's a bit of a a statistical anomaly. First of all, Russell Wilson, in his career, let's go deep on on the numbers here. On fourth down with four to six to yards to go. It was it was fourth and five. So this falls right in the sweet zone of that. 12 of 21 in his career. That's 57%. It's a much higher percentage, say, than being one of eight if you're the field goal kicker of field goals over 60 yards. And if you boil that down since 2017, obviously all that time in Seattle. So Russell Wilson, since 2017, on a somewhat declining football team, fourth down and four or five or six to go, the due was 10 for 14. For, that's 71%. Russell Wilson joined the National Football League in 2012. Since he got to the league, he has the second most game-winning drives of anybody in the NFL at 32. Behind, interestingly, shocked me, Matt Stafford. I didn't even know Detroit won games when he was there, so that was kind of surprising. And, if you want to go a little bit deeper into it, Seattle was only the second team since 1987 to have two fumbles on their opponent's one-yard line. That's not a Russell Wilson problem. That's just a, are you kidding me, hold on to the football. Again, statistical football anomaly. Twelve penalties are what Seattle gave up, or excuse me, Denver gave up, for 106 yards. Not easy to win a football game when you're fumbling the ball twice on the one-yard line and you're giving up more than 100 yards in penalties. And yet again, Seattle's not just in or Denver's not just in it. It's so weird to talk about Russell Wilson on Denver. Denver's not just in it. They have a real chance to win if that field goal kicker, and he almost made it, makes that field goal, or Hackett allows Russell Wilson to take some more shots. To get the ball a little bit closer. And here are the ones that I think are, 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 are the stats that I think are really interesting. Last year, teams, this applies to Denver, against Seattle last night, teams that gained 180 or more total yards of offense than their opponents in the National Football League last year were 35-2. and two. You're supposed to win. Teams that held their opponents scoreless in the second half, which, by the way, the Broncos did to Geno Smith. Good story. I get it. And Seattle last night. Teams that in 2021, last season, held their opponents to no points in the second half, 45-5. and Statistical anomaly. Everything about that football game, every fact of that football game told you that the Broncos should have won it. And if you played that game the, the same way, If you went to the parallel universe theory that I find so amusing, we're in the one universe out of a hundred 
the one, maybe there's two, where Seattle wins that game. Because emotion's a real thing. And Russell Wilson did spur that organization, spurn them. He left. Divorces, whoever's to blame, make people pretty motivated to look their best and act their best when they get shoved at a dinner party together. Denver's going to be fine. That head coach is going to figure it out. I I thought Russell Wilson looked less than sharp. And by the way, I'll I'll circle back to this. Didn't mind Hackett going for the field goal because despite all the numbers I gave you, which I did not know at the time, but I know and you know and everybody knows and Hackett knows and Russell Wilson knows and believe me, Pete Carroll knows that Russell Wilson's a closer, man. He is. He is. The guy can get it done under pressure. He was forcing a lot of throws because Russell Wilson wasn't playing his game yesterday. Russell Wilson wasn't comfortable. That story that we talked about from ESPN.com last week was really good. That got into the ins and outs of why Russell Wilson left, and specifically a season in which Pete Control Freak Carroll let Russell Wilson cook, let him be the architect of the offense. And then when things got bad for a few games, Carroll freaked out. I was like, hell no. And Russell Wilson felt all the feels, right? Really felt that emotionally. It gave some insight into, into the fact that Russell Wilson didn't just want to beat these guys. He wanted to show them that he can be the quarterback who makes things happen. And that's great if you do it in the flow of the game. It's not if you're trying to prove to your ex that you're still the man because you just saw some moments where, where Wilson forced some balls a couple times near interceptions that were unnecessary. I understand why, why Hackett didn't have Russell Wilson go for it because I thought they were going to go for it. In fact, I texted several people like, oh, Russell Wilson better convert this, never imagining he wasn't going to get the opportunity. But the emotion and, and the revenge, all of that mattered. I'm going I'm to play a Pete Carroll here because I like it when people I like are lying to me, and I still kind of dig it. Here's Pete Carroll. You can hear the line in his voice pretending there's no extra special meaning to beating Russell Wilson in week one of the first season in which Mr. Wilson was somewhere else. I don't feel like that. No, I don't feel like that. Um, I'm, I'm just glad we won a football game, you know? I, I don't feel like validation wasn't after, after that. You all might think I should have been, but uh, with all that's been talked about and all that, but really. Denver's going to be fine. Denver's going to win exactly what we thought they are going to win, somewhere between 7 and 12 games. I know that's a really big range, but there's going to be really close calls like this one against much better teams. But but again, the sound in that building, that is the most difficult place to play when the Seahawks are good or when there is some high-level emotional motivation, which there clearly was. And, and you heard the boos rain down. I mean, hell, there were enough boos to disrupt Denver's offense and for, for Russ after the game to have to address whether or not it, it, it bothered him that an organization's fan base that is considered the most loyal on earth booed the guy who brought them a Super Bowl. It didn't bother me. You know, it was, you know, this is a hostile environment. It's always has been. I didn't expect him to give, give, you know, give a round of applause every once in a while. You know, <laughs> like I would say, you know, I gave everything I had every day here. Every day. And anybody says anything else, <laughs> you know, they're completely wrong. You're a poo-poo head if you say that. I like how he's just so... He's like the Mr. Rogers of the NFL. And if you say anything else, you're a meanie face. But that's okay. Okay, man. <laughs> Sounds great. Comes off a little cooler when you win. But that's all right. Who am I? Who am I, to, who am I to criticize? The Denver Broncos are not to be defined by that game. They're not. I think they're going to be fine because I thought they'd be the second best team in the AFC all along. And maybe I'll be wrong, but it won't be because of the Seattle game. 
those two fumbles at the goal line, brutal. And I don't want to take anything away from Geno Smith. I waited the end here. In fact, let me just play Geno being classy be, before I point out, ah, I just hate to even be honest with you about it. Here, here's Geno, who I thought was very classy, about what was a very big night for him, by the way. I think when people say what I've been through, I think uh, – that's a stretch, man. I'm in the NFL for 10 years. So, I mean, to say what I've been through is uh, it's kind of funny. And then to say, you know, people wrote me off. I've just been working. You know, that's what it means, but I never wrote back. I don't, I don't listen to stuff like that. I just work. As far as worrying about naysayers, anything like that, uh, I don't get into that type of stuff. I love this dude, by the, by the way. If you watch the – that's the press conference, and he's referencing a line that he dropped that all these naysayers wrote him off and he didn't write him back, which was after the game on the field. And he thanked God – and people do it all the time, and I kind of roll my eyes. But this was like, he meant it. He's like, yeah, man, I'm, I've been in the NFL for, like, my life's great. And I, I like the guy, and I'm rooting for the guy. So so if I did enough to, like, sort of build up, now I can be, he's not that good a quarterback. He's fine. He's okay. He's made a career. Like, when he got out of that pass rush and kind of split the pass rush down the middle, I thought he'd cross the line of scrimmage. He didn't, but I thought he And then he flung a a ball on broken coverage to one of his guys that should never have ever been wide open. And that's not a shot at Geno Smith. It's just, again, that game was a statistical anomaly. Seattle's not going to be very good this year. Maybe they'll be one of those really interesting teams that are five or six or seven wins, maybe because their defense is much better than we anticipated because it looked really good in that game. But the offense did not score a point in the second half. They didn't. And if Russell Wilson is able to convert before you get to fourth and five. If that Denver Broncos offense only fumbles one time on the goal line, it's a different football game. It's a Denver win. I'm sitting here trying to think what to talk about. Like, well, Denver won. What a shock that was. Don't overreact to that game. Overreact to all the other games, which we're going to do in about 30 minutes. I'm really excited about uh, about NFL overreactions. I'm not going to overreact to this game, though, because I just told you you can't. I understand the frustration not kicking the field goal. I didn't hate it. By the way, let me say this too, again, in defensive. Nathaniel Hackett, I can't defend, like, taking 11 timeouts with 12 seconds left. We're all trying to go to bed. Some of us are bad parents and haven't tucked our children in yet because we're watching the football game and they're running around the house setting stuff on fire. Hackett, that I can't stand. But I don't mind that, that that he, again, allowed his dude... McManus to, to take that attempt, and Seattle was caught by surprise, so were the, the camera operators, and he booted a ball, he didn't make it, but he booted it for fun, and he booted away, I mean, he has the leg, he just didn't have the accuracy. Denver Broncos can't be judged on last night, it was a statistical anomaly. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Again, you want to call Tom, Just I'm not kidding, you're driving around, you're lonely, you want someone to talk to, you want someone to like, whatever, Tom, answer the phone, free number. 855-212-4CBS. He's a social butterfly. We can't stop him, so we just so use the line. That's cool. It's, it's there for you. Uh, Tom Brady. Man, that you got, I was talking to somebody about this as it relates to Carlos Alcaraz the other day, the former pro tennis player, that in these sports, even though all of us crave it, you have to love the game to play at a high level for a long time once you get to the pain. Tom Brady's been that guy, but that might be waning. Why Tom Brady's tone might tell the tale of the end of his career next year on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show on this Tuesday. Diesel, I don't know what day of the week it is ever. Yesterday, I thought it was Tuesday. This morning, I thought it was Monday. I actually sent my daughter... Cool dad. I'm a cool dad. I'm not a normal dad. I'm a cool dad. A gif of um, somebody's got a case of the Mondays, and it's not Monday. I'm a cool dad, bogish. Doesn't really work when it's not Monday. How did she respond, I guess, is the next question. She sent a gif of someone from the office rolling their eyes, which was shockingly <laughs> accurate to how she interacted. What I've come to realize is that um, my daughter's behavior toward me is almost exactly the same as bogus is when I bring up topics he doesn't like. <laughs> it's almost like I'm raising two kids. My daughter and teenage Andrew Bogish on this show. Hi, teenage Andrew Bogish. Yeah, hey, Dad. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, great to see you. You good? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good, man. Your kids are a little young for the teenage stuff, right? How old's your oldest? No, my daughter's 11. I mean, she might as well be 18 at this point. Dude, Madeline's 13. And she's probably listening to the car and like, I you're embarrassing me. She's such a great kid. She's the sweetest kid ever. She's amazing with her cousins. She's she like she like some kids new at school. She's she's taking that kid around. She's a great kid. So it's when her fangs come out with her parents, I don't even know who it I don't understand. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, all right, just just to recap, you're only doing this to us, right? Like you <laughs> are as amazing as we believe and sweet and everything. Publicly, this is only, this is a treat just for me and mom. Okay, fine, then I'll deal with it. A special treat. Um, Tom Brady was on the Let's Go Serious XM podcast that he hosts because he, you know, he doesn't have enough things going on in his life that he really needs to host a podcast with our friends Serious XM, Serious XM one fifty eight. By the way, if you're away from your your wonderful affiliate and you decide you don't want to open the the marvelous free. Odyssey app, which is how most of my buddies listen to the show. Mr. Brady was on there, uh, Bogey, and and, uh, Diesel, good morning, by the way. Good morning, Bill. Happy Tuesday. Thank you. Yep, yep. Somebody's got a case of the Tuesdays. So let's play this. I want your take. So I got Diesel's got a theory, Bogish, that you can, and I like it, and I've already already teased it, that you can hear the weariness, and he describes it, of National Football League realities at 45 years old, and that in this clip we're about to hear, this is Tom Brady discussing the fact that um, that maybe this will be his last year. That's what he's sitting at. I hear Tom Brady in an analogy, you know, speaking in not very well-disguised code about marriage. 
when it's not going great. We're going to play it, and you can tell us what you, what you think Tom Brady is saying. When you're younger, you have your body's a lot different. And when you're 45, your body changes a lot. So what am I dealing with now? I woke up today going, holy that was a, you know, there was a few hits. And, and uh, you know, you look at your arm and you got bruises, you got cuts, and you got, you know, the way it is. And you go, okay, how much longer do I, I want to make this commitment? And I obviously made the commitment for this year and everything's going to be, you know, like always, continue to evaluate, you know, all these different aspects of playing. I listened to that clip five times this morning. And the more, as a person who speaks for a living and sometimes takes shots at people or just like makes inside jokes, just for them through random analogies, I thought maybe there was a little... And sometimes when you're talking out loud, you'll just sort of, you know, talk about your, your topic, but you also work through your issues. I don't... I mean, is that is that is he talking marriage? Or is he talking his NFL career? I think he's talking his NFL career, unless you want me to believe that he just signed up for one more year of Giselle. Well, it's analogy, so it's like, <laughs> you know, you, you got to kind of... It's not exactitudes when that. It's, right. it's I signed up for this, but and his heart and is is bruised like his arms right. are right now. He's physically abused because he's emotionally abused. And when he says signs up for one more year, like a year ago, he thought about maybe, but I'm going to try it some more. But now I'm really just like I don't know mm. if I can because he really leaned into commitment. He did. It's cheesy. It's cliche, but I I do think that's just about football. If it was okay. more like if he talked more about. Bruzarians and Todd Bowles and the organization, then maybe I could follow you more easily. But this sounds more football than relationship. Okay, okay. Because I'm sort of worried about about, that. And I don't even care. It's none of my business, actually. It's really kind of not my business. But... It's Odisa. What do you think? Do you want to? Are you coming over to the net? To the because you love rom com stuff. I love rom coms. I love love analogies. I like where you're headed. What I hear about his NFL career, I have no doubt that Tom Brady has that fire still burning to win a Super Bowl. I don't think he's interested in playing a 17 game regular season schedule. And I think it's more than just the physical aspect. I think if Tom Brady would sign up to play nine or ten games this year if you could guarantee him that Tampa would get to the playoffs and he would have a chance at that Super Bowl. I don't think he's interested in playing in games that necessarily don't matter. Would you guys be interested if you could pull it off? Remember back in the day, I mean, not remember, but you are aware that back in the day, Babe Ruth had had guys that ran for him, which is ludicrous, which is ridiculous. Guys ran the bases for him. What about a similar thing for Brady, where he plays eight or nine games intermittently, and it's part of the deal, and he doesn't have to come to the team when he's not playing, and there's some quarterback whose job is to basically win half the games. It's the Brown situation minus the ugliness. Do you think that could you could sell that? Do you think that's a th- And then Brady, like, plays, just rolls in at 47 and plays the postseason. I know you're saying this with a little tongue-in-cheek here, but, like, is it that outlandish? Like, we see it all the time in NBA. I know it's an 82-game schedule, load management, but... If the Bucks get off to a good start, why not rest a 45-year-old Tom Brady for a couple games? This edition of the simulation is remarkable because here's Diesel and I in lockstep on this topic. Wow. I mean, I've said this from the beginning when he disappeared for 11 days and didn't tell us why, fueling, I think, fairly speculation. If he just needed a break from training camp and said, uh, I'm Tom Brady, I'm good, we're going to be good while I'm gone for two weeks on the beach, I don't. I wouldn't have been bothered by that. I'm sure somebody would have, but 
I think most people are like, yeah, now Tom Brady should, should be okay from this. If, if they concocted a scenario where this was possible, go get it. Now, the only, the only negative would be if things don't go well, then you're open for criticism. But if the plan was Brady's only playing home games or yeah. he's showing up nice. October 1st, not September 1st, and the first month of the season belongs to Blaine Gabbert, um, I I get it because he's Tom Brady and he's not Trey Lance, but he's Tom Brady. So if he needs to, the late start to be good in January, let's do it. I like the home game plan. And I the issue is you have to find a quarterback who's good enough to win some games, but not so good it creates a quarterback controversy as he gets older. What about and I like your Trey Lance joke for for you, dear listener, who's not up on this. We had a debate a while ago when we thought many months ago when we thought Tom Brady could go to the Niners. Um, Mr. Uh, Bogus and I, I think, reasonably thought that's a good idea for San Francisco yeah. if they don't want Jimmy G. And Cell aggressively argued, you have to go with Trey Lance. He's better. And that is a, that is, that is a true, that is a true, mm-hmm. that is Process a true statement. over results, I right. believe was the catchphrase. But what if the quarterback for this plan is Trey Lance once he washes out of San Francisco? Oh, no. Oh, no. Trey Lance washes out of San Francisco this year. Because they just lost to the Bears. We're doing overreactions in a few minutes. Clearly, Trey Lance is a failure because one game's enough. Mm. They they stick with Jimmy G or somebody else. Trey Lance, you know, a year from now, goes the way a little quicker of Mitchell Trubisky and other former first-round picks. And he gets to be a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Just yeah. win like 40% of the games. I, I think this is... That's close to the ideal scenario in this completely made-up, never-going-to-happen scenario. Right. Let's say the, the, the Bucks had Brady's replacements. Like, if, if, if he said, listen, I'm coming back for 2022, but no matter what, this mm-hmm. is it. And they had drafted somebody maybe last year, knowing that at some point soon the Brady era was ending, and they had that guy play September this year while Brady was resting up, and then goes, all right, one more time, TB12, the job is yours. I think that is the starting point to doing something like that. Not bringing in Nick Foles or keeping Blaine Gabbard. If you had the quarterback of the future to start the year as a caretaker, gets experience, understands Mike Evans, whatever, and then here comes Brady for the back third, of, you know, the back two thirds of the season. Great, we could do that. Do you know who would have been great for that scenario? I'm going to expand it. Let's say Brady said, "I'm going to play 22 and 23. I'm going to play." Home games only. Baker Mayfield. No. no. Baker Mayfield, the no, backup. Got to be drama-free. Can't Backup nope. Baker. Nope, nope. All right. On a less talented but much more culturally appropriate fit than Mitchell Trubisky. Um, maybe because I just he's serviceable. I, yes, but that's not. But he's not my vision of the Bucks quarterback of the future. Getting a taste of the action like that. I, Baker I don't. Could be. No. No. Are you down on Baker? You're just out on Baker. I, yeah, I mean, I, I Baker's a bum for you. Not a bum, but like I'm good. I know you what Baker. It. I know what Baker is, and I want better options in this scenario. What is Baker? Uh, Baker's a quarterback that you can have. Limit is not the right. There's a ceiling on the success that you can have with Baker. Baker is not good enough to turn a bad team into a good team. He's also not good enough to turn a good team into a great team. He's he's a good quarterback, but he's not elite, and he's not going to make the difference for you, like, jumping a level. Wow. I can't believe you took shots at Baker. Like, let's cut it and tag him. Please. See if he responds. D-Cell, you got anything before we uh, 
get overreactions? No, I think we're starting the new trend in the NFL, load management. I think it's going to be here to stay. I love a, the idea. How how would you play it out? Just home games? He plays half the games? I would have loved to to done this prior to the season. Because let's be honest, the Bucks' offense did not look amazing right. against Dallas. They, they yes. benefited a lot from a bad Cowboys offense and were able to win that game. Um, I'm with Bogish. I'm with him if, if he wanted to come back November 1st, October 1st. I'd rather let the backup start the season rather than, you know, alternate games or, yeah. or home and away. Correct. I think that's the way. I think that's how you would do it. He just comes in late and then he finishes the year. Going in and out of the lineup is that's too much change. All right. In the spirit of NFL overreactions we're about to do, let me ask you a question based on the silliness of overreacting to week one. But let's say the Bucks actually are terrible. Let's say when they play teams that aren't the Cowboys, they can't score the football this year. Let's say it doesn't work, and at some point, Tampa Bay is 2-8. and eight. Does Tom Brady make it through the season, and would it affect his legacy negatively if he just walks away in November and cites his marriage? Right. Right or wrong, he could do it. He could. I don't think it's an unreasonable possibility. I don't think it's an impossible possibility. I think in that scenario, yes, he would walk away. No, it would not impact his legacy whatsoever. Yeah. I'm out, deuces. I would try to make it affect his legacy. <laughs> It'd probably fail. <laughs> I just, I'm having, I, I, the way my brain works, I just can't foresee a scenario where they're two and eight, especially now that they're one and zero. Oh. So it's just, it's just hard for me to get to that situation. But I, I, but I do think, in the slightest of fashions, it's if his home life is worse than people are whispering that it is, and like his kids are unhappy, like. I can see him leaving for that, regardless of their record. Are you ready? Uh, next up is the Saints. Which Where? let's just—it's in New Orleans, so they okay. could lose that game. They won't. But let's just say they, they slip lost up. there last year. Yep. Then they got the Packers. Then they got the Chiefs. They, in theory, could be one and three. They're gonna beat the Falcons, although they look sort of more competent. Than They're we gonna expected. beat the Falcons. This at the Steelers is an interesting game. I mean, again, they should win, and then at the Panthers. Uh, all right, you're right. Yeah, I just I don't think it can get bad enough, fast enough, to make this a decision. It could be a disappointing year that it's only a wild card conversation, and maybe they miss that somehow. But even with an extra one, that seems impossible. But like in that scenario, he'll just go. Ah, oh, it's two more games. I'm going to finish the year. I just. It can't be that bad that quick where he actually is making the decision to go, this is not worth it anymore. Fake a leg injury. Um, all right, 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Again, if you want to call D-Cell and just say hi and let him know what's going on, 855-212-4CBS. Uh, we're one week in the NFL season, and that means we clearly can make real, real observations like the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, that and four other NFL overreactions after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogush. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. All right. We're ga- Here's what we're going to do, Diesel. Are you ready for this? I'm never ready for this, but I love it anyway. One week. Getting, getting, doing some calisthenics here on the radio. Getting, getting warmed up. Let's get limber. One week of NFL action. We now can project everything that will happen. It is time for the 2022 Writer Than You NFL Overreactions. The Chicago Bears will win the Super Bowl. Look, man, you laugh all you want, D-Cell. When I get done, you can tell me why I'm right or wrong or why I'm right. But you can't argue with an undefeated record can't argue with it you're talking about a Bears team that took on a squad painfully close to last year's Super Bowl with an upgrade in the young Trey Lance who's the new Tom Brady according to radio producers I respect the hell out of and they were not the Chicago Bears deterred by the monsoon that fell upon them and like the biblical flood of old, there are things afoot for Chicago that the ages will remember. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue. Justin Fields completed all of eight passes. You're right. You're right. Bears to the Super Bowl. Exactly. They didn't even need to tap into their secret weapon. This is is like the Empire winning without the Death Star. The Patriots are going 0-17, and there's nothing you can do to change it. Look outclassed by a Miami Dolphins team that features Tua, PTSD, Tonga Bailoa. That guy's still d- dealing with the, the mind games that Brian didn't know where the floor was. Look, New England doesn't have an offensive coordinator. They no longer have Tom Brady. Mac Jones looked a little overwhelmed and has a back injury. And Bill Belichick's actually saying words at press conferences. It's almost, it's the end times. Not going to win a game, D-Cell. You can't argue with their record. They haven't won a game yet. Haven't won a game yet. And if there was any evidence to prove we're in a simulation, it's Bill Belichick actually answering questions yeah. at a press conference. I don't know what's going on. Maybe they are the worst team. 0-17 this year. Deal with it. I don't care what I said at the start of the show. That was garbage. Seattle Seahawks are better than the Broncos. I I watched it. I saw it. I lived it. I lived it. Diesel lived it. Russell Wilson. Oh shucks, guys. That was that was that was sad. Lived it. What is the term you use for him? Cheese ball. <laughs> yeah. Eh, the cheese bowl. That's a weird expression, though. 
Why does being a cheese ball make you goofy? That's fair. I can't actually make any correlation there at all. Why isn't it a meatball or a protein shake or a, you know, kale salad? That guy's such a kale salad. I don't even understand where that's coming from. What's wrong with cheese? Why got to make fun of cheese? It's cheesy. It's corny. Seattle's defense is ferocious. Geno Smith isn't going to throw a single interception this year. Again, stats. It's math, bro. It's math. Zero times seventeen is zero. That's that's what he's. That's the pace that he's on. That Denver team, I think, is pretty good. They were able to be formidable. They converted more than half their eleven attempts on third down, and they forced two goal line fumbles, which is going to happen every week. Seahawks. They may lose to the Bears in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> Um, Joe Burrow's washed. I mean, he's, uh, he got high on the hog. He was a flash in the pan. He's got a Super Bowl hangover without the actual ring. He's completely shook. He lost his focus. He was never the real deal. The guy threw five turnovers because he's an absolute bum. I don't like doing this one because I actually love Joe Burrow. This one makes me, even though I don't, I'm being sarcastic. He's, it's over, bro. The window is closed. The championship window is closed on Joe Burrow. I don't even know who the projected number one pick in next year's draft is, so I don't know how to rhyme their name. Bengals better get it. Yeah, Bengals need to tank. It's tank time for that quarterback. I mean, trade Joe Burrow while you can. Five turnovers? It's his fault he got sacked seven times, too. Not, not the I'd line. Swap, swap him right now for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Call Baker the Seahawks. In fourth quarter. Call the Seahawks. See if you can fleece Call. them for Geno Smith. D- now you're doing crazy talk. Seahawks never give up Geno Smith. Geno Smith's not going to throw a pick this year, bro. Let's do some positive ones. This isn't a surprise, but he's Mahomes. But Mahomes is going to throw 85 touchdown passes this year. 85. You know what? He might have to take week 17 off. He's going to throw 80 touchdown passes this year. Tom, I'm really good at football analysis. I took five touchdowns. What a game you had against Arizona. I multiplied it by 17. Did you just do it on your feet? Yeah, you did it. Take five. <laughs> then I subtracted five in my brain, bro. He's going to throw 80 touchdown passes this year, and they're going to create a new trophy for the most touchdown passes in a season based on it, and it's going to be called the Tyree Kill Motivational Touchdown Pass Award. That might be a little long for a name. We can work on it, but I like where your head's at. I mean, you just shorten it to the TT. I don't know what it is. H <laughs> M F T D T. I love how also you knew wordy. that I had to scramble to my phone to do that math. 85 yeah. touchdowns, 17 games. I have no idea how many that is per game. Do you want Do you want to do one? I can give you a book. Do you have one? I can give you, I'll do even do the voice and everything. I don't know how much of an overreaction this is. Right, here we go. Ready? Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. Hold on. Bonus over. Bonus one. I guess that's like not a number. Mike McCarthy won't yeah. make it as head coach before Dak Prescott returns. Ooh. Even though Jerry Jones said that he's not going to go on IR and could be back in three or four weeks. Could be back in three or four weeks. It's going to get real ugly in Dallas. Mike McCarthy, not a great coach. 
Can we? I don't think that's an overreaction. Confirmed. Not a great coach. Here's another overreaction. Tampa Bay's not going to make the playoffs, even though they won that game. Here's another overreaction. The Miami Dolphins are going to play in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, against the, against the Chiefs. 80 touchdowns against Tua Tungavailoa. He's the new Joe Burrow, except Burrow sucks now. Burrow did have a terrible game, though. I love this segment awful. every year. Every year I love it's this fun. segment. We'll do it for NBA in a few months, too. Ooh, do you want to do a Champions League one this week? Sucker! If I could, I would. Would you get any of the references? Not a single one. What? What? Uh, other than Bayern Barca, which I already told you about, what uh, Champions League match are you looking forward to today and tomorrow? Ooh, uh, all of them. Mm. Every team that's playing. That's an all-time great answer. Just like Joe Theismann is one of our all-time great guests. Legendary quarterback. And... The guy that's going to join me next year and talk a little NFL. Joe Theismann, on Rider Than You, next year on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.